Welcome to another edition of PEM Currents, the Pediatric Emergency Medicine Podcast. I'm Brad Soboleski, at PEM Tweets on Twitter, and author of the PEM Blog, a pediatric emergency medicine educational resource. And today, we're briefly going to talk about the workup for unexplained bruising in the young child. Now, you may have heard or read an article titled, Those Who Cannot Cruise Rarely Bruise. Thinking of it in terms of child development, if a kid can't get upright and walk, it's going to be unlikely that they're going to fall and get hurt. I have children of my own, and certainly bruised shins, knees, and foreheads are quite common. But I was wondering, where are bruises less common, and can they be predictive of abuse? Now, one such study, which was a 95-patient PICU-based study of kids under the age of four, showed that bruising in certain regions was predictive of child abuse. In children under the age of four, bruises on the torso, ear, or neck were predictive of abuse. Bruises in any region for an infant under four months of age were predictive of abuse. That makes a lot of sense. Under four months of age, a baby might be able to roll to and fro. They can't sit up on their own, and they certainly can't stand. So they're not going to fall and bruise themselves. Bruises in the aforementioned regions were 97% sensitive and 84% specific for predicting abuse. So, now let's focus again on children under the age of four, so your preschoolers and under. If you see bruises that are concerning for non-accidental trauma, you're going to want to initiate a workup. This means, first and foremost, getting social work involved. If the child is under three years of age or you're concerned about long bone fracture, get a skeletal survey, which is 17 x-rays of various body parts to look for acute or healing fractures. Obtain a head CT if the child is under six months of age or if they have head or facial bruising. Strongly consider, especially in younger children, labs the screen for intra-abdominal injury, including AST, ALT, lipase, CBC, and coags. If there is abdominal bruising and or those labs are abnormal, chiefly if the AST or ALT are greater than 80, you're going to want to obtain abdominal CT with contrast to evaluate for solid organ injury. Note that these cutoffs for AST and ALT are lower than that for intra-abdominal injury and blunt trauma in older children. I like to think of it in terms of how many cases we'll actually miss, and certainly having a lower cut point for concerning AST or ALT values may lead to more CT scans that show no pathology, but you're going to want your false positive rate to be higher because you don't want to miss any cases of child abuse. You may also want to consider getting a troponin eye for children greater than three months of age if there's signs of injury to the torso and chest, the AST and ALT are greater than 80, and definitely if there's injury on the abdominal CT. When evaluating young children with unexplained bruising, our job is to look out for and protect the child. This involves getting appropriate studies and, again, getting social work involved as early as possible. Though it may frustrate you or anger you, do not point fingers, do not cast blame. Think of the child and put their needs first. 
you're going to want to have a discussion with the child's parent or guardian or whomever is presented with them and talk to them about how you are looking out for the child's best interest, you are practicing according to the best available evidence, and you are not accusing anybody of wrongdoing because you're pursuing this workup. You need to make sure that the family clearly understands that it is your job to make sure that kids are healthy and safe and that you will do whatever it takes to assure that that is the case. I'd love to continue the conversation online on PEMblog.com. You can also hit me up on Twitter at PEMTweets. Again, this is Brad Sobolewski for PEM Currents, the Pediatric Emergency Medicine Podcast. See you next time.